how does one make a podcast? <laughs> anyway, um, hello everyone and welcome to Books and Biscuits. I'm Em. And I'm Birdie. And today we're going to be looking at chapters 6 through 10 of Caroline Kempnis' book, You. Be warned, I am exhausted. Currently, I had a really long, what? I'm sorry, I just found out the Diary of a Wimpy Kid, the musical, exists. I'm sorry, what? I'm so sorry, I can't, I just found that out. What? This is now a musical podcast for the next, like, five yeah. minutes. For the um, um, I'm sorry, why? I don't know. I hate that so much. Is it, like, is it off-Broadway, or, like, what is it? Oh, I think it existed in, like, 2016. It doesn't still exist. I hate it so much. Is there a cast recording? I have no idea. I'm gonna make you listen to it. No. Oh, speaking of musical news, you did not react to my Hamilton Yeah, I did because I already knew thing. about it. Oh. Well, why didn't you say anything? I don't know. I'm excited for it. Yeah. For those of you who are not in the musical scene, uh... Disney <laughs> is releasing a filmed version of Hamilton at the Richard Rogers Theater with the original cast in twenty twenty one. I mean, thank you, Disney, but also It'll probably screw only you, be on Disney Plus. See, that's what you would think, but also like if they only release it on Disney Plus like they miss out a huge market. I'm pretty sure but it said also, in theaters. It did say in theaters. Oh, it's good. Okay, this isn't a musical podcast. Yes, it is. Oh, I, okay, I actually say. have some bookish news. Go ahead. It's kind of lame. Um, Emma okay. already knows about this. I do. Um, but um, Adam Silver is more oh, happy yeah. than not is getting a deluxe edition with a new cover that I don't love. It's okay. I don't love it. Isn't it's the book like five it. years old? Yeah, but I really okay. want to re- I really want to buy it just for the deluxe like end chapter because mm. the ending was not satisfactory in that book. You guys because it was sad book. or because it was stupid. Because it was sad. Oh, okay. I'm a huge Adam Silvera fan. She and I is. I read that book a few months ago, and oh, same. That's how I feel about the book. So. Same. I can't remember if we said this last week, but the Hunger Games prequel that we talked about on our little bonus episode that y'all should listen to. A is it the or a? No, it's the. The. The Ballad of Songbirds <laughs> and Snakes is now available for pre-order on Barnes and Noble. Hip hip hooray! Go pre-order that if you want to read it. Wait, with its wait, wait. Cover. The cover is really ugly. We're not talking about this anymore. We talked about it on the bonus episode. Oh, also, oh. um, sorry. No, um, you're good. Roshani Chosky, uh, the author of the Gilded Wolves, just released the cover for the second book, The Silvered Serpents, which I'm so excited. I've been entering um advanced reader copy giveaways on Goodreads, but I have failed in all of them. Uh, but I'm really excited to read it because the last one ended. Wow. In an unsatisfactory way. Wow. So, I've never heard sorry. of that book. <gasps> I have told you about it. I feel like you haven't. It's the one with Enrique and Hypnos and uh, Tristan and... I played um, a man named Enrique this weekend. I was kidnapped and murdered. I was the, quote, Tom Holland of Peruvian environmentalists. I was staffing a Model UN conference this weekend at my university, which is why I am exhausted. I feel like I haven't, going back to books, I haven't read anything that's not fan fiction in a while. See, I don't read fan fiction yeah, ever. Yeah, I don't I can't get do that. 
I don't like it. I don't, yeah, I just, this is I a pro fan fiction podcast. Fan fiction is amazing. Just so like, you know, M's favorite type of fan fiction is ABL. No. In case you don't know what that no. stands for, it's Alpha, Beta, Omega. It's where guys like get each other pregnant in this weird wolf pack thing. And M really loves that a lot. She also loves reverse harem because obviously... How do you know what that is? is? favorite reverse harem book. So. Wait, what is my favorite? Oh, Raven Boy. <laughs> okay, all of that was lies, first off. But second off... I don't want to kink shame, but I, I don't understand why people, like, if you want to just read it for porn, I mean, okay, do your thing, but people write, like, soft, touchy-feely ABO fix, and I That's don't, weird. why? It's, like, a huge thing, especially in the Supernatural fandom. It's like, a huge Dean thing. Cass, it's so weird. But for some reason, Dean is the one who gets... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wait. I saw this really weird... Sorry. This is going so off topic. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> in a Supernatural Facebook group, mm. I saw this... Um, oh, dear Jesus. I saw this, like... It was, like, a... Um, can anybody help me find this thing? It was about Dean in... Uh, a beta who has to prostitute himself out he was underage by the way to make money for his little baby brother sammy one day he meets Cass and he gets pregnant and i don't it was bad it was bad like yeah write what you want pedophilia is gross no thanks i just why it's not it's not my cup of tea it's just not my not thing. My I don't really get mug it. Mug of soup. <laughs> not my mug of soup. I like that. I mean, I guess if that's what you like, I mean, go for it, I guess. Just, you know, fictional Mount things should pillow. stay fictional. Just like, just yes, said. I did, and I don't want to respond to it because I'm <laughs> disturbed. Anyway, fan fiction is amazing. If you read fan fiction like and comment your fan fiction authors are amazing they are breaths Wait, of joy like in my comment? life well if you read on ao3 oh, kudos okay yeah yeah ao3 is where i read because that's where like the good fan fiction is i have a fan fiction uploaded to ao3 what is it oh my god wait you told me about this now that we have a podcast, you have to announce it so people can go read it. Definitely, I don't. I'm going to delete it soon. No. No. I wrote fan fiction. It has 200 views, so 17 kudos. So oh my god, that's good. Three comments, and those three comments were someone informing me that they worked at a Starbucks and one of my characters couldn't just order a Frappuccino. They needed to specify the flavor. What? So Okay, no one cares. Um... We're gonna out. I'm gonna out myself. Uh, I used to write cringy Black Butler fan fiction when I was like 14. Not that there is anything inherently cringy about fan fiction or Black Butler, but my fan fiction was very cringy, and I, I can say that because it is mine. I have this friend who wrote um, this Twilight fan fiction oh, on no. Wattpad. It apparently has over 12,000 views, and okay. she won't let me read it. I'm going to give you my definitive ranking of fan fiction, like, websites. Uh, okay, number wait, one, one, no, number one is Archive of Our Own. Yeah. Amazing. All of the best fics are on AO3. 
all of them. It is a great website. Number two would be LiveJournal. I have found some very good fan fictions on LiveJournal, but I do not peruse it very often. Uh, number three is fanfiction.net. Sometimes you can find good things there. Often not. And way at the bottom is Wattpad. I have nothing Wattpad. inherently against Wattpad except that it is full of a lot of strange and interesting things. Did you let's, know let's leave it at that. Did you know that Victoria Schraub wrote a middle grade novel called Everyday Angel? That sounds stupid, but okay. It was like a long time ago for some reason. I was reviewing um the book that I just finished, um, and um uh one of the comments was like, I've read her middle grade series too, and I was like, Hello? That sounds terrible. Yeah, I don't want to. Um, Sarah Tulser, who wrote Song of the Current, which is one of my favorite books, go read it, it's so good, is writing a, like, middle grade novel, and I'm like, no, I don't want this from you. Do you know what I found out? Speak. Fablehaven is YA. What? Yes. I read those books when I swear to God I was in fifth or sixth Same. grade. Same. I wanted to make my Yahoo email address Raxtus19 oh because God. I identified with the tiny horse-sized white dragon named Raxtus in book number four. Um, Which, wait, is book like, four the one with all the dragons say? where there's, like, betrayal? Say? Four is the one with the dragons. Yeah, four is the best. Four is, four is number one. I guess three it is, is really good. The Shadow Plague one, it's really good. I don't good. remember that one. I guess oh, it technically is like because the main girl, she's a teenager. She's a teenager. Isn't and she like Seth, 14? Um, is a teen at some point too. And there's a weird romance between Kendra and a unicorn. Oh, boy. yeah, I remember that. Spoiler alert. Um, I, okay, I don't think it But I read them when I was in like like middle yeah, school. Like yeah, not same. Like middle school. Same. So, I guess that's why, I, and some people in the that's Goodreads, weird to me. Um, I don't like reviews, it. Reviews, which Goodreads is like kind of super toxic, and I need to stop oh, yeah. going on it. <laughs> um, but people in the Goodreads reviews were like, Kendra and Seth are so whiny and annoying, and this book is stupid and weird. And I'm like, okay, but I also feel like it's not really true YA, like it's supposed to be. It's meant for like it's like I feel like baby's like first like YA, like seven eight, like yeah, it's baby's first YA. Like kids who are transitioning into YA. Yeah, it's okay, baby's first is, YA. This is not the topic of our podcast. I know, but it is books. And it we is talk books. about this books. So <laughs> technically, it is within the realm of our podcast. Uh, speaking of books, my favorite book site, bookoutlet.com, is giving two times the reward points for books. So I might just have to no. snatch some. You have no room for books. Have. Buy me books. My birthday is coming up. Cart that I can't even move, which I will post pictures of on our Instagram sometime. Oh, yeah, you should do that. It's really pretty. It is. I gave stickers. I know it looks nice. Yes. Um, what, let's see. What do I... Yeah, I have not read anything that is not fan fiction in a really long time. Except for you, obviously. What about Song, um, Song of Achilles? That was I read that over winter break. So that was like a month ago. Yeah, okay. Song of Achilles. Oh, my God. It is so good. Like, I didn't let... Okay, so... I didn't like it at first because it was kind of slow and weird. I'm like, okay, what is this? Why does everyone love it? By the time I got to the end, I literally was sobbing. Yeah. Like, full-on sobbing because some of the last lines, they are so romantic and so heartbreaking. It is so good. Thanks. Read Song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. It is amazing. It will change your life. 
so good. Um, anyway, back to fan fiction. So, like a lot of the internet, I've been watching The Witcher. I am only on like. <laughs> I am only on like season, not season, episode four or five. I think. I think I finished episode four. Uh, I already ship Geralt and Jaskier. Uh, they're in love. Um, so I've been reading a lot of fan fiction for them, even though I've not finished the show or read the books. I do kind of want to read the books. They sound interesting. Plus, I love fantasy, and I need to get back to my fantasy roots because I feel like I haven't read a lot of... Stop making demonic faces at me. <laughs> Stop it. I feel okay. like I haven't read a lot of fantasy in a while, so maybe I'll read those. I want to read, like, a really good high fantasy novel. Like, one that has, like... Like, like, castles and princesses and, like, just that feel of, like, oh, Did you ever read Aragon? I still have Read Aragon. Um, I just want to have a book that's, like, ugh. There's books that I can, like, pin it on. Be- oh, my God. Do you know what book I need to reread? What? Wildwood Dancing. Oh, yeah, you love uh, that book. Which I read in, like, fifth grade, and it's definitely not a children's book. She gets like groped by her cousins. So Ew, that's who wants gross. to marry her? So. Ew, that's gross. I'm actually not positive they're cousins, but that book is wow. good. Go read it. Read Aragon. It's really good. It's exactly what you want. It's dragons and elves and castles and magic castle. swords. <gasps> oh, and so magic. Dragon's Bane again, slash dealing with dragons. I first oh. started as Dragon's Bane, which dealing like, with dragons is so good. Uh, okay, I can't anyway. remember who writes it, but that book is re- that okay. series is so good. Okay, let's yeah, go we have been talking about not you for fifteen minutes, so let's okay. get on to that. You, I finished this book Woo-hoo. during my, not this book. I finished these chapters during my third period study hall today. I read these chapters like thirty minutes ago in the library. Mm. And the whole time I just very wanted... dirty. I had to, like, yeah. write very, like, small. And I was like, please don't. Like, no, <laughs> yeah. The whole time I just wanted to be done so I could watch The Tudors. Which is not appropriate. Or based on a book. But I'm very invested against my will. Game of Thrones. Anyway. So, chapter six. <gasps> oh, my God. Wait. I want to open up a cafe called Game of Scones. Oh, my God. That's so cute. Please don't steal that. That's copyrighted now. Yeah, copyrighted. Copyright by us. Yes. Anyway, trademark. Okay, so, uh, so chapter six. Yes, I did the summary Take for it. Away. So, Beck and Joe catch a cab back to Beck's place from the subway where Beck almost died because um, she was drunk and she fell in the train pit. So, Beck, on the way back to her apartment, plays this game of where she's like, convinced that she recognizes joe from somewhere like she's like oh i know you from working on the ferry oh i know you from grad school it's really weird but then she's like you know i've just been playing this whole time i didn't want you to think i was a stalker but i recognize you from the bookstore it's weird i don't understand it um anyway joe tells her that he works in a bar as well as working in the bookstore as an explanation for why he was in greenpoint because he can't exactly st- say yeah i followed you to greenpoint to watch you read your short story and then i had a deep and elaborate fantasy oh has a visitor arrived yes a visitor <gasps> <has>. <gasps> oh. hello 
let me see. Okay, continue. No, let me the see her. Yes, she is. Let me see her. Is it Gan? Really is it Gan? It is. Oh, it's Gan. Oh, she's nudging my laptop. Let me see her. Oh. Daenerys is my cat. She's my angel. Oh. She's my little baby. <laughs> Hello, baby girl. Oh, she's so pretty. Oh, so pretty. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. Whoa. Okay, anyway, I need to get back to this. Um, They flirt a lot in the cab. Weirdly, I don't understand it. It's demented. Anyway, when they get back, Benji is waiting for Beck. Unfortunately, according to Joe. Benjamin. Uh, and Beck is like, oh, no, I've lost my phone. Help. Um, and Joe's like, oh, let me have your number or your email in case I find it. And then Beck is all like looking to Ben. She like he's her boyfriend. She's like, boyfriend, am I allowed to give my email to this other man? Mm. <gasps> Hi, Angel. Oh, my gosh. Oh, she's so precious. She's so precious. Okay. Um, anyway. So, Beck leaves with Benji. They go up to her apartment and... They have wild sex. Do it. Um, Get it on. Yeah. Anyway. But it turns out that Beck has not lost her phone. But Joe has taken it. Dun, dun, dun. So, thoughts. Okay, so first of all, all of these chapters are filled with very yikesy assumptions about Beck. Like, just oh, so God. many. He makes so many assumptions about her and, like, her character. Um, so, Do you have examples for this chapter? Not for this chapter. Um, okay. But he just does. Oh, yeah, okay, so I have a comment. So basically, at one point, I don't remember what it was, but he was like, other girls would have just given up by now or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, when like, she's oh. like... He's like, no, oh, it's when he's like, oh, you live on Bank Street? And she's like, yeah, I'm a baroness. And then he's like, what kind? She says, bacon. And he's like, oh, other girls would have blanked. What? Joe, what? What? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Beck is r slash not like other girls. Um, True. Also, there's this one weird part where Joe's like, I want to take you down into the subway pit. I, ha- and wait, I, I have the quote. I have the quote. That is not what he says. Please read um, it. <laughs> Real quick, this is going to get NSFW, and I'm going to swear. So, Ooh. he says, I want to take you onto the tracks before engine engine number nine grinds to a halt and swallows you whole and fuck the drunk out of you until the New York transit line swallows us both. Joe, what Damn. are your fantasies? Damn, Joe. Joe's a little, Joe's a little creepy. I mean, he, like, wise. He's got some issues. He's like, Beck, you're such a dirty girl. You're so dirty. Oh, <laughs> Beck, you're so dirty. You've got so, you're so kinky. And then he's like, come into the train pit and let's get hit by a train. <laughs> yeah, like, what is that? Why? It's so creepy. I'm probably going to use creepy a lot in this hey, episode. Hey, baby. Want to get hit by a train while we're having sex on the tracks tonight? I know you do. Wow. I know you can't see it, but Birch is full-on, like, winked. It's disturbing. Please stop. Um, so, yeah, Joe, what? Why? 
Yeah. He screwed up. Uh-huh. Um, also, so at one point he is holding eye contact with her because his middle school health teacher oh my God, yes! told him that you can hold eye contact with someone for 10 seconds before scaring or seducing them. Obviously, I think he's trying to seduce her, but like, what? That's creepy. If someone who I met once and then saved me from dying made eye contact with me for 10 seconds... I would not be seduced. That's weird. Yeah, that's pretty weird. That's very uncomfortable. Also, 538 people highlighted that. I'm reading the Kindle version, so I get to see little things like that. Why? Why? I don't know. What what does that mean to you? Are you going to try and do that? Because if so, please don't. Joe is... Don't. the special character. Don't do anything Joe does in this book, please. Yeah. He has this... This will come up later. Um, but, um, he has this weird notion that Beck is in love with him. Uh-huh. It's really weird. He's like, oh, Beck, I know while Benji is banging the shirt out of you... The you're shirt? thinking of me and how you want me. It's... Yeah. I don't like it. Um, in the cab, I will say Joe and Beck do have a kind of like, you know, it's like setting like like setting up the romance. Like they got a dynamic and stuff. They're teasing each other. It's like cute, I guess. I don't get their flirting, but obviously, like they're flirting and having a good time. So good for them. Because you have um, so much experience with flirting. Wow. <laughs> okay, just come for me. Yeah. Wow. Um, obviously, any nice dynamic they have is very much destroyed by the fact that Joe stalks her. Yeah. So, yikes. Yeah. What are you doing? Getting tortilla chips. No. You yes. cannot eat chips on the podcast. Yes, I can. No, you cannot. Are we done with chapter six? No, I saw more. Okay, good. Go. Oh, it's about the, um, about Joe taking her phone. Okay. So, he, what I kind of like about Joe is that he never, like, straight up says, I'm going to take your phone. Like, he's just noticing, like, oh, your phone is closer to me than you. And then, like, the next thing we know, like, he's saying, oh, hello, my angel. Okay, what's <gasps> he saying? Which doesn't like that. What's he saying next? Uh, he's saying, when I pull a phone out of my pocket, it's mine and not yours. So that's telling her that he's, like, telling us as the reader that he already just took her, her phone. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, nothing thank God of it's it. mine and not yours. Yeah, but he doesn't, like, think at all when he's, like, slipping it into his pocket. Oh, I'm taking her phone or, like, mm, I'm going to take her phone. Which... To me, at least, it shows that it's, this is kind of, like, almost second nature to him. Yeah, he's just like, well, have your phone. Got well, your phone. Get it back. Ha ha. Ha ha Yeah. Um, he says that Beck is now his uh, after she gives him her email. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Which is really weird and really creepy. He's like, mm, Beck, I have your emails. Mmm, Beck, I love you. Beck. Beck-alicious. Oh, God. Beck-alicious. 
just make the Joes go loco. I'm keeping that in here. I hope you know that. Okay, that can be our show's new theme song. Um, so the very last line of this chapter is our phones are together and you know you know that i know where you live and i know that you know where to find Mm -hmm. me that is so creepy yeah like that just gives me bad vibes like is he upset that she knows that he knows where she lives or is it like supposed to be a good thing yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know, and I'm a little scared because, you know, it's Joe. Mm-hmm. Also, one more last really weird demented thing. He considers this whole thing their first date. Mm. Yeah. Like, what? Joe. That's a great date to me. Going back to your demented fantasies, this is not a date or a good date at all. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. This is bad. Yeah. Do you have anything else for chapter six? I don't think so. Okay, you really don't have a lot to say about chapter six. I don't. Why? Because I've seen the show so many times that it's just Stop like, doing your homework. We're recording. This is not my homework. This is my notes for the show you owe. <laughs> Why don't Jesus. you type them up? What? Why don't you type it? Because I did this in third period study hall today. Oh, you don't bring your computer to school? Emma, do you know where I go to high school? Yeah, I went there. I had money stolen out of my wallet in the locker room, so I don't think I'm bringing my MacBook Air. That's probably a good idea. Yeah, it is. Okay, let's move on to chapter seven. Sounds good. So chapter seven starts with Joe talking about the cage. In the basement. Woo! Um, which Mr. Mooney, who was the previous order, uh, owner, uh, ordered to be silent, I guess. Not for birds. Um, and Not for, for reason, birds? The cage has a bathroom, which is interesting. Um, it's because know, just, Mr. Mooney would never go upstairs for something as, like, inconvenient as a bowel movement. Uh, okay. So Joe starts talking to the books. He, like, lies down in the cage, and he just talks about, he, like, tells them about Beck. One of my bullet points is about that, so I can either say it now or save it. Mm, we can save it. Um, so we learn about Curtis, who is this teenager who works in Joe's shop. Um, Joe talks, we learn about his parents and how they were sucky, and um, Joe talks about how he knows all of Beck's passwords because she's just a typical girl. You know, she only rotates between three passwords. Um, and then uh, we hear about how Beck won't tell her mom that she lost her phone. So her mom doesn't um, cut off her phone bill, which is for her old phone, which is convenient for Joe. Um, <laughs> very convenient um so joe's like still synced in and he can see all the emails and oh thank god that beck is not like other girls and she prefers emails to texts yikes yikes beck is she is trying way too hard to be this yeah. like like chic like not yeah like, i'm uh, assuming that we will probably talk about the whole not like other girls trope when we get to throne of glass Definitely. But this is a different, like, genre of not like other girls. Yeah, 
she's trying really hard. Like, she is, and she's not trying to be, like, like, um, like, the, like, quirky, like, 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 I have dyed hair and, like, chicken nuggets and, like, this stuff. She's trying to be the, like, kind of, like, um, like, um, like, I'm so authentic and I don't use social media and, like, I'm. Yeah, she she basically wants to be, like, a vegan hipster. Yeah. Person. Yeah. Um, so Beck comes into the bookstore. Oh, foot itches. Which Joe knows because he read her email. Yikes. Um, and she gives Joe the Da Vinci Code in Italian by Dan Brown oh, with an inscription sick. in it. Um, and, okay, this is really creepy. Um, Joe's like, oh, Beck, I know you think of me when you mount your green pillow. Huh. I know you're obsessed with me, and Beck, you have a daddy complex, so... Yeah. Okay, comments. Um, we love the cage. Yes. Cage is king. Wow. Hashtag cage uh, is king. My cage is king. <laughs> um, I do think it's kind of sweet that Joe talks to the books. That's okay. Yeah, it's kind of sweet, it's but it's kind of weird. He's like talking about this girl who he's like stalking. I think it's an interesting twist to the whole like guy is like in love with girl and he's like, wow, I just love her so much. She's so pretty. Joe's like, wow, I just love her so much. I just want to steal her phone and rape her on the train tracks before we get hit by a train. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of that, it's weird fantasy time. Uh, so, while he is in the cage, he starts jacking off, um, thinking about her seeing the cage and appreciating the cage, and also showing her the AC remote that controls the temperature <laughs> in the cage. Joe! Yeah, Beck, you stroke that AC remote. Oh, yeah, you get it. You see that cage. Oh, yeah, you appreciate that cage, man. Mm-hmm. That was horrifying, but also basically an accurate representation. Please don't upload that to any porn websites. I don't think anyone will. Anyway, um, let's talk about Mr. Mooney for a hot sec. Mr. Moon. Yep, he's great. <laughs> what a fantastic man. Oh yeah, what a an outstanding citizen. Caring, raising this child. Gentleman. Yeah. So, how much do you? How much of a role do you think Mr. Mooney played in kind so of making much. Joe so much like this? Because Joe, so as a child, he's what like sixteen. Panda. Sorry, we're taking another. What cat the break. heck happened to Boo? <laughs> Oh, okay. We're good. Continue. Wow. Sorry. Um, Continue. So, Joe is, I think, like, 16, living in New York. Um, flash. This is a flashback. And he's working for Mooney's Rare and Used, and he accidentally leaves a first edition signed copy of Franny and Zoe on the counter and it gets stolen. So Mr. Mooney, who is his boss and also the owner of Mooney Rare and Use, locks him in the cage. Yeah, for like a long time. For at least a week. Yeah. As punishment. Um 
also 9-11 happens while Joe is in the cage. Yeah. And Mooney is like, oh, you're, neither of you, your father didn't even call to see if you were alive. Like, yeah, he hates I think Mooney, you. Mooney gives off that vibe of, like, he's like, well, your father doesn't love you, so I'm treating you better than he does, so I should get to lock you in a cage because at least I care if you're dead. Yeah. yeah. So, that's fun. It's not great. So I'd be like, yeah, that's sad for Joe, but also that doesn't make it okay to lock people in cages. Yeah, it does not. So yeah, I do think these flashbacks with Mooney are interesting to see like where at least a little bit Joe maybe got some of these ideas yeah like things that it was right or wrong to do that's one thing that i do really like about the show that's one thing i like about the paco edition is that joe tells paco that this stuff is okay yeah it's almost like mooney trained joe and now joe is training paco which i do like i do like that watch the entirety of the second season but he's in california and paco's in california so i think it would be pretty cool if he like met back up with paco and was like yo bro how's it going paco was like i'm in juvie man i murdered someone so it's murder um yeah okay other comments um where am i oh joe just so casually drops it in that he is reading beck's emails yeah, he's just so like, casual about all this. He's he like, goes yep. He goes from talking about Mr. Mooney and like his experience with that to just be like, Oh, someone has just entered the store and I know it's you because you told your girlfriends that you'd be coming by about now. And I know this yeah. because I'm reading your emails on your old phone. It's interesting that what? he just presents all this in like such a casual way. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a really big plus for this book. Because like it is yeah. so in Joe's head. And so in Joe's mindset. And he thinks this is normal. So the book yeah. presents it as normal. Obviously it is not. It's bad. Don't do this. Yeah. Um, so there is one. I can't remember what it's. What? She destroyed a dried rose from your little shop bouquet. Who? Yen? Yes. Oh, evil Yen. Okay. Oh, kill okay. it. Continue. She's a baby. Continue. She's a baby. Continue. Emma. I'm sorry. Um, I cannot remember what it's in reference to, but Joe at one point says, I think it's something about like her phone. Score one for the good guy. Joe, you are not the good Joe. guy. Joe. Joe. Joe, no. I actually have another comment about her phone. Speak. So. She and Joe are talking, and um, she's like, oh, I haven't found my phone yet. I must have left it in the subway. And he's like, you had it in the cab. And I'm like, why would you tell her that? Yeah, why like, would he tell her if that? If you're trying to, like, keep yourself away from, like, your phone, like, I guess he judges that she's not going to call the cab company. But, like, if she did, and they were like, no, we don't have your phone, and she had it in the cab, then what? Yeah. You think it would just be smarter for him to just be like, 
Oh, yeah, yeah that's like, oh, sucks. that sucks. I guess you must have. Instead of being like, oh, you had it in the cab. Yeah, what? That's so weird. I agree with you. That seems stupid. Yeah. Um. Also, again, with Joe just randomly assuming things about Beck. So oh when God, she comes in to give him the book... They walk, like, to the front of the store, and he's like, oh, it's because you want to have sex with me. Oh because God, you know, know. know we'll go at it if we stay here in the sex. I'm like, what? He's like, he's like, he's like, I know you want me, and you want yeah. me here. And I'm like, Joe, Joe, no, she doesn't. What? You're walking. A woman existing is not her wanting to have sex with you, okay? I mean, maybe eventually, or even currently, yeah, maybe she does want to have sex with you. But I feel like she doesn't want to have sex with you in that immediate moment, in that immediate location. Just, I guess, as a human woman. Because I, I like Nagini, am a human woman. (laughs) Um, One thing that I find really interesting about this book is Beck is so in love with Benji. She's really into Benji. She's really into Benji. Like, she texts him all the time. She's like, hey, baby. She's, like, really broken up about him. She, like, really loves Benji. She's really hardcore into Benji, which I don't really understand because he's a dick. The show, it was a little more like they were just hooking up and, like, she wanted to be something more than, like, she wanted them to be, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, but, like, I don't know. But in this, it's just so straightforward. Yeah, in the book, she's so into Benji. He's so into Benji. Like, ridiculously yeah. into Benji. I mean, he owns, he owns an artisanal soda company. This guy is weird and not in a good way. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do think, yes, I do think Beck giving Joe the, like, their book, is kind of like their book with, like, their, like, little, like, jokey reference. It's really cute. Okay, wait, but do you know what else I hate? What? I hate, um, how Joe is like, um, he's like, oh, you gave us the joke part. He's like, you gave Benji, Paula Fox, and me, Dan Brown. Yeah, I, that is weird. I'm like, go away, Joe, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I, another thing that has come back is Joe taking like something normal that people do when they're like first like meeting someone and raising it to a whole nother level yeah yeah like googling someone that's normal like insta stalking normal finding their childhood home and its real estate records no bad creepy don't do it and like here it's like I feel like it's normal like you get someone's phone number and you like write different versions of the first text maybe like ask your friends and you're like oh what should I send him Joe does not do that Joe before Beck gives him her email in like a flirty way writes different drafts of the first email he's going to send her because he apparently knew that she was gonna give him her email again Joe. He also doesn't just write a couple drafts. He stays up the entire night writing and editing drafts. He spends like a long, long time doing it. Yeah. It's demented. 
uncomfortable. It's a lot of things. Good is not one of those things. Yeah. <sighs> Yikes. That's all I have to say about chapter seven. Yeah. Okay, I'm moving on to chapter eight. Cool, so, I have some comments. Okay, I do too. So, like he opened chapter... chapter Wait, this two. is real. What? Can I just talk about something really quick? Yeah. This is reminding me of something, and it's going to make me cry. Oh, Jesus Christ. It's reminding me of Bojack Horseman when he was sitting down to write his book, and he was like, chapter one, chapter one. Which, by the way, I watched all but no, the No, I haven't last finished two. it. I haven't finished it. No, I watched all but the last two of the entire series last night. And I can't... I've heard it's I'm, really sad. Also, it's the really good bad. place ended. <laughs> it's really bad, Emma. It's really sad, okay? I know I have two episodes left, and maybe those will get better. But right now, it is not good, okay? I know he I have... some things. Everyone hates him. I mean, he, I feel like everyone I'm hates him all the time. I'm not going to tell you, but he was doing good in the beginning of season six, and now it's gone. Yeah. And the good place is over, and I know I have, like, a season and a half, but, like, what if it's not happy? I just want them all to be happy, and I want Eleanor and Chidi to be together, because they are soulmates. Okay, anyway. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> going back to you, which does not make me feel like that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, so, like Joe opened Chapter 2 by talking about Hannah and her sisters, he opens Chapter 8 by talking about a Prince lyric, which is, quote, It's been seven hours and 15 days since you took your love away, end quote. I do like that quote. I'm not, like, a Prince fan. I've never really listened to Prince, but I think that is a nice lyric. I like it. Anyway. So this is setting up Joe thinking about how long it's been since Beck has oh my God, I hate not this. written back to him. He's complaining about how, like, she's read her classmates' short stories. She's texted Chana and Lynn about him and about all this other stuff, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, why can't you just text me back, Beck? Um, she eventually does text, like, email him back. They set up, like, a couple different dates, which Beck keeps canceling yikes uh and joe is like this is all because of benji i'm so sick of you being hung up on uh-huh. benji so he breaks into benji's office uh stalks his computer yeah what is up with that and then sends him a fake email pretending yeah. to be someone else to lure him into the bookstore uh-huh yay so as joe lovingly says i can't get you off benji until i know about benji oh my god i know i'm on that page whoa so this is where joe like really starts deciding who is and isn't good for beck uh-huh. like when he stalked chana and like chana linen back in the bar he's like mm, i don't like your friends they kind of suck but didn't really do anything about it he now he's doing something Benji. about him. Oh my god, Can he hates say, Benji. I don't like this chapter with Joe about Benji because sure, Benji is an a-hole and Benji is a gross person. But Joe is so judgy in this book. He's, like, he's so never judgmental. And he's like... He's been to rehab, which is a travesty. You can tell by his smug face that he's not capable of genuine attention. Yeah, what the heck, Joe? Shut up, Jesus 
What the heck? He makes so many judgments about Benji, about Beck, and about Benji and Beck's relationship, and I don't appreciate it. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Benji is terrible. Yeah, I'm not saying he's that a Benji shitty is person. But he does not deserve to be lured into a cage. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? He's just a yeah. dick. Like, Pretty he's much. just a really gross, obnoxious dick. What? No, this isn't recording. Oh. Um, so the thespian trip, I don't know what to do. You don't I to told you about that. this. I know you did. I just feel like it's going to be awkward because we're going with, like, a bunch of other schools. And the oh, musical is, is probably going to be, like, a Broadway movie that's just become a musical, like Aladdin. Because, probably. like, because we took a poll and, like, all the other people from the other schools, that's all they wanted to see. Oh. And we're going to, like, the Blue Man Group, which sounds... <laughs> then don't go. I just don't know. And it might be awkward because, like, I don't have a lot of, like, friends. Okay. You don't have to go. <laughs> okay, do we want to continue? We need to move it along because I have to make dinner soon. Okay. Not like soon, soon, but in like 45 minutes because I have to Oh, make uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of chapter 8. I think we'll be done in 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Starting half okay. up. Yeah, I'll just talk. So, back. No, wait, stop. Okay, um, I have to get back in the zone. So, when Joe is stalking Benji's website slash Twitter slash whatever it is, um, he sees that Benji, like, came up with home soda on a camping trip in Nantucket. Um, yeah. And he does this really cool, like, comparison where he compares back to Nantucket because Benji uses Beck the same way he used Nantucket. He uses her as a vacation from, like, the trials of having a, like, home soda company. And I just think that's really, I think that's a really cool comparison because I don't like Beck wants Benji in a like permanent way, but Beck but Benji just wants to use her and leave her like as he pleases. Yeah. Which is kind of like vacation. So Joe's is right. I mean it's it's really sad for Beck. But it's right. Yeah. Um something else um about this. Um Dang, chapter nine. Where am I short. Oh, sorry. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. Um. Okay, Joe is yeah. So he's really annoying in this chapter. One thing I noticed was in the very first like paragraph, he mentions Beck's small hands again. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm, "Your small hands <laughs> that you put to good work with your mounting of your green pillow." Stop. He also mentions E.E. E. Cummings again. Um, also, um, for some reason he has this idea that Beck, and him, that Beck isn't allowed to see other guys. He's like, oh, Beck, what the heck? Why are you meeting all these guys at these stupid places? Like, Beck, you have me now. And it's like, what? 
Yeah. I apologize for the background noise. I'm eating some almonds. I mean, I'm hungry. I don't know why I'm hungry. I had a good lunch today. I didn't. I'm sorry. Um, I think Randall didn't have any cookies for us. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so, do you have anything else more about, like... I do. Specifically, oh. like, the Benchy stuff? Because oh, no. I have something about their date that fails. Wait, their date? That fails to happen. Oh, okay. When Joe was... Okay, so Beck, like, texts Joe, and she's like, are you by any chance bartending right now? And he's like, no, but I could meet you at Lulu's, which is the place where she read her story. So he, like, takes the train there, and then, like, Hannah and her sister's soundtrack is playing in his head, and he's so excited, and he's, like, counting down the minutes and, like, the city blocks until he gets to see Beck, which, like, yeah, when you think about his stalking, is creepy. But minus the stalking, it's kind of cute like he's really excited and then beck cancels on him to quote go to a school thing when really she is hooking up with benji yes but benji does the same thing to beck that she does to joe he like makes up excuses to push like to either not go or to be like oh uh you just gotta wait for me while i do this thing Mm -hmm. like so in a way Benji is treating Beck the way Beck treats Joe at this point, which is, like, it makes me feel sad for Joe. It makes me feel sad for Beck, too. I feel yeah. bad for her about that. I just feel bad for Beck with everything that happens in this book. She's just, like, a girl trying to live her life, and, like, yeah, she is kind of a horrible person. Like, mm-hmm. not a horrible person, but, like, she has faults and stuff, and she does make mistakes and stuff, but she doesn't deserve this. Yeah. She's not the worst person ever. Um, I have another comment. Hmm. How does he already have that email established? Like, for what purpose? He's like, I since I like to think ahead about these situations, I already have this email established. Yeah. I don't love that. I just wanted to say... That Joe says that Benji's home soda is pussy water, so. Yay. Just wanted to put that out there. I'm not sure which definition of that word he means. Me either. Me either. Um, but speaking of Joe and his fake email, he goes 060 real fast. Like, he breaks into Benji's company, then he breaks into his computer, then he sends him this email from, like, pretending to be this food critic from the Vulture to lure Benji to the bookstore. I'm like, Joe, why? Why are you like this? I don't know, man. I feel like we end every chapter discussion with just Joe. Yeah. Why? Okay, are we ready for chapter nine? I think so. All right. So, Benji and Joe meet up because Benji thinks that Joe is this dude wanting to talk about his home soda. And Joe puts some crushed Xanax in his water, which knocks Benji out. He then puts him in the cage. Uh, Joe gets access to his phone. Um, uh, um, He sees that he, like, looks on Beck's phone and sees that Beck is, like, writing a draft to Benji about how horrible of a human being it is but she doesn't send it um 
Beck is like, oh, she, like, is texting her friends, I guess, and Joe, like, thinks that she's already forgiven Benji, but, like, she, like, kind of hasn't because she still thinks he's a dirtbag. Um, and so she texts Joe about rescheduling their date, and then Benji wakes up in the cage, and he makes this interesting comment about how Benji is, like, shocked and, like, shook, and Candace's brother was, too. Mm -hmm. So that's a little foreboding. Chapter 9 is not long. It's, like, three pages. It's very short. Um, I have many questions, but my first question, does Benji not know what the real food critic looks like? I know! Like, how does he not, like, if this guy is as narcissistic as Joe portrays him to be, he would post some pictures of himself. Yeah, how does, and if Benji is, like, constantly retweeting the reviews and stuff, how does Benji not have any idea what he's yeah, like? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. That doesn't make sense. So, Joe, as he's, like, taking Benji down into the, like, bookstore, he, fum- like, he pretends to, like, fumble with the keys, and he says food critics who are part owners of cafe book hybrid places are, by nature, a clumsy foe. Yeah, is that, like, a Thing? Like are those are those common food critics who are part owners of cafe bookstores? I mean, cafe bookstores are common, but yeah, food but critics? is is that like a common thing? Like, is that a character archetype? Apparently, that's gonna be my new D and D character. Not that I play D and D. Yeah, but also like what? Joe, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But okay. Okay. Um. So. I really like, like, how the kind of, like, Benji kidnapping scene goes. Because it's, again, with the, like, Joe's kind of, like, brand of subtlety where he doesn't outright, like, think, I'm going to kidnap him. Yeah, he's just just kind of like, "Mm, this is what's happening. Like, he just locks the door. He's not like, I'm locking the door so Benji can't escape. He just (laughs) locks it. Like, it's cluing you into, like, what is happening, but Joe never, like, specifically thinks, ah, yes, here is my plan to kidnap Benji. (laughs) 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 Which I I really like. I think it's it's good. Uh, Also, Joe is narrating all of this to Beck. When he's kidnapping Benji. Which I don't know that I've, like, realized before, but it's really, like, it's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. He, like, honest to God, thinks he and Beck have this sort of, like, real, like, spiritual connection thing. Mm -hmm. And it also, like, goes into the whole, like, Joe sees himself as doing this for Beck. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, I'm doing this for you, and while I do it, I'm telling you what I'm doing because I'm doing it for you. Yeah, he's not like, I'm going to eliminate Benji because you like him and he's competition. He's like, I'm going to eliminate Benji because he treats you horribly and you need me to save you. And with Benji here, you can't love me, you know? Yeah. Sorry, I'm about to go uh, share something that Caroline Kempner's the author of You, posted on her. Account. I'm going to put it on our story because it's really funny. Okay. 
Can we go on to chapter 10, please? Uh, yeah, I only have one more thing to say. Okay, because I hated chapter 10 so much, it annoyed really? me so much. Wait, more- okay. So we hear from Peach for the first time. We still have not met her, but we hear from her. She is annoying. I don't know how much of this is show poison and how much of it, like, is her actually, like, in the book. I know in the book she's not, like, great, but in the show she's really terrible. She's bad. But, yeah, so we get to hear from Peach for the first time. And I like that that Joe hasn't yet kind of put the target on Peach of, like, "Mm, (laughs) you're bad. He's just kind of like, hmm. 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 Okay, stop. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I have for chapter nine. Awesome, chapter ten. Go. Wow, clearly you have a lot of thoughts. I uh, have so many thoughts. Oh my god. I also have thoughts, but they really don't have anything to do with uh you. They have more things to do with Stephen King. Anyway, no. so within the chapter, Stephen King's newest book, Doctor Sleep, has just been released. So Joe spends. The majority of the chapter complaining about all the people coming into the store to buy it because he's Joe and he's judgy AF. Uh, Benji is still in the cage and has been in the cage for three days and is complaining about being in a cage for three days. You know, like a normal person would. Um, Joe and Beck have a date that night and Joe sends her some like blurty little text messages and it's like, mm mm. He te- he literally texts her, wink, wink, which, don't like that. Stop. Bert is winking again, complete with open mouth full of tortilla chip, and it was not a hot look. Ew. Um, Joe is stalking Beck's emails while he works to make sure she's talking about her date with her girlfriends i don't know he's joe if he's not stalking back he's dead so yeah that's kind of what's happened in chapter 10 okay this chapter so annoying me oh my god joe jesus christ okay he was so annoying he was so judging he was like that one guy who was like wow i can't believe all these people i thought i was the only one who bought paper books anymore joe was like yeah, nobody buys paper books anymore unless it's Stephen King. And then he was like, oh, Stephen King? I'm sick of these people who are just reading Stephen King. Like, it's better than Dan Brown, but like, oh, Stephen King? God, can't they read some real literature? Jesus Christ, all these stupid people reading Stephen King. It's not even good. He's like, oh, the Church of Stephen. Uh, uh, annoying. He calls them Philistines at one point. Yeah, he does. He's like, he's like oh, um, He's just so annoying, and then he says, um, he's like, he's a boomer, basically. He says, he um, has he's huge like, boomer energy. He's like, oh, this generation Benji, this is all, this is no spaces, one word, I'm gonna censor it. He's like this generation Benji with their Tinder, OkCupid, okay, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Vine, BS, narcissism, corporate, corporate, corpor- narcissism incorporated, Online petitions, fantasy, hecking, football. Stop, Joe. Joe is a boomer. Joe. Hashtag confirmed. Hashtag okay, boomer. Um, Another comment. 
Joe has a machete. Yeah. What? And like it doesn't. It, he's just like it took me forever to pry up the false floorboard where I keep my machete. And he's not, not like, mentioned he's again. Like, oh, this is my machete. He's like, yeah, my machete. And then when Benji's being, I don't know, whatever. He's like, oh, time to whip out my machete. What? <laughs> Who keeps a machete in the false floor in the basement of a bookstore? With your cage. Why? Joe is, he's a piece of work. Okay, let's talk about Stephen King. Yay. Wait, I have one more comment. Wait, let's talk about Stephen King. Okay, fine. Okay, okay. I love Stephen King so much. I think he is amazing. Uh, his books are incredible. I love his writing. His books are, like, really the only horror books that, like, actually ever make me feel scared. I think the first Stephen King book I read was... It was either Cujo or The Shining. Both of them are terrifying. Read them. Give Stephen King money. He deserves it. Um, Stephen King, if you ever want to, like, have us read one of your books and be on the podcast... I would die. I know that will never happen because you do not listen to this, but I love you. Maybe Stephen King is one of our five listeners. Maybe. Uh, But I am about to criticize you real quick (gasps) for hot little sec. Oh my Um, god, he's never going to come on the podcast now. I know, I'm so sorry. You just diminished our chance. I don't think Dr. Sleep was that (gasps) great. How dare you? I mean, it was fine. It was like fine but the shining was just so good so you mean the shining scary the doctor sleep prequel oh yeah i definitely mean that i just doctor sleep didn't have like the same voice or the same like level of terror for me that the shining did the shining is so good like the doctor sleep is about the little boy growing up right yeah the shining is just here's johnny You've never even seen the movie. No, I haven't. You should read the book. It's really good. It's really scary. I don't like scary books. I can't sleep at night. Except I watch murder TV shows, but I can't read scary books. Yeah, so you can watch murder shows, but you can't read scary books. Yee. Anyway. um, So yeah, The Shining is incredible. I love Stephen King. This is the second Stephen King reference in this book. What was the first? Tucson kissed for Stephen King. Oh. Who will you buy? That's called an illusion. Whatever. Literary terms. I'm stupid. I don't know literary terms. Get a Ms. Underhill gold packet. I should not be saying their names. No, you shouldn't. We've probably revealed too much information about ourselves already. If Joe is out there, he knows who we are. (laughs) I've said two of my teacher's names already, so. Wait, no, you said one. Yeah, no, I said two. Who's the other? Uh, the teacher of group. Oh, yeah. But I'm gonna delete that. Joe, do you know where I go to school? Yes, he does. Um, anyway, you have more comments. Yeah, I do. Uh, okay, what is with Joe, like, quizzing Benji on books? He's like, write a list. And Benji's like, I don't know. And Joe's like, he failed the test on this. He failed the test on this. I'm like, Joe... What, yeah, what is the point of those? I legitimately don't even know. And he's like, oh, you're a fraud. But this does sponsor my favorite quote in this entire book. Which is? 
it's very possible to read a book without reading it in the traditional straightforward manner. Oh, God. That's my favorite quote Okay, but ever. I hardcore relate. I hardcore relate as well. Me, when I was in, like, third grade, lied to everyone that I had read Gracelyn because I wanted to be cool. Oh, my God. That was me. I Okay, I hadn't read it in the traditional manner, but I had read it mm. okay um so benji recognizes joe from the cab and he like joe says he thinks i'm obsessed with you he thinks i've trapped you in here because of me the I truth know. is so much more complicated i know it's joe he's Benji's like, bro, you're clearly obsessed with Beck, and you're clearly just locking me in here because you want to be with her. And Joe's like, actually, the situation is a lot more nuanced than that. No, Joe is C-R-A-Z-Y. Crazy, current, murderous ex-boyfriend. Yes. Crazy, murderous boyfriend. Anyway, yeah, Joe... That is exactly what is happening. Yeah. So. It is not more complicated than that. It it is that. Oh, you see why? That's not how okay. It goes. Also, what is it with all the like Mr. Moody porn mentions? I don't. Like, yeah. No. That's He's so like, oh, weird. Oh, Mr. Moody doesn't come for his porn. Oh, Mr. Moody comes for his porn. Oh. Stop. Mr. That's Moody. Gross. I don't want to know porn. that. It's demented. Also, he takes Benji's toothpaste, maybe? I, or he or buys he, some I because don't of know. Benji's record. He's like, and brush my teeth with my new Tom's natural toothpaste. Thanks, Benji. What? Does he steal it? Or is Benji just like, oh, I want that toothpaste? And Joe's like, hmm, maybe I should brush my teeth with that. Oh, another part. I don't know which chapter it's in. So creepy. Joe's like, I lean over and I know you like the way I smell because I saw you and Alyn ogling at this bartender with this cologne. That's so gross. That's so demented. Joe. Again. Joe. What? Joe. What? a lot. Joe is so much. I... I mean, I appreciate it in the sense that I like reading this book. But I also he's, just, just, he's just so dramatic, and he's like, no, it's not like that. He's very dramatic. It's more complicated than that. He's like, oh, Beck. It's just, yeah. Oh, Joe, he's a lot. He is. He truly, oh. truly is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's fly over the rainbow high. Oh, I can't I fly. Let's fly over the rainbow way up. Do you have any more thoughts for chapter 10? Yes. Okay, go. Not actually, no. <laughs> Just that, um... It's very possible to have read a book without having read it in the dream. That is me talking to you about all the books, listening to the books that you tell me about. 
Mm, yes, I've read this now. Mm, yes, this novel I know who this character is. Ah, yes, of course. Yes, of course. Uh, speaking lately, chapter sixty-two, of course. Speaking of books that I have not read in the traditional sense, uh, what are you currently reading? <laughs> okay, uh, I'm actually currently in the middle of a thing. Um, so basically, I just finished um, the Near Witch by V.E. Schwab. You finally read it? Uh, yeah, I did. It was really good. Oh, my God. It started off a little bit rocky. This is her first book she's ever written. Um, it started off a little rocky. I I did catch up. I let out a breath. I didn't know I was holding in the very first chapters, and I was like, oh, dear God, this is going to be one of those. But it got so much better. It was really good. She was a little... She was... Okay, not a little. She was very not like other girls. She was like, I don't want to wear dresses, and I don't want to wear slippers. I want to wear my dad's hunting boots and go out in the mud. But it was fine. It was great. She was good. I liked her. Um, Her name was Lexi, which was weird, because it was, like, set in the 1800s, but anyway. And then Cole was the other one's name, but, like, not actually. She just named him Cole. Um, I don't know. It was really good. Um, I was expecting there to be, like, more of a twist at the end. Like, there wasn't really kind of, like, I think I gave it five stars on Goodreads, but it's probably more of a four star. Um, But I thought it was good. I just didn't... I wish there was more of a twist. Like, I wish her, like, dead dad had, like, come back as the near witch or, like, Cole turned out to be the near witch, which there was a part that was kind of like that, but I would have liked it if it was that. Um, also, the, like, main big conflict they had been building up to lasted for, like, two pages, so that was lame. Um, but overall, it was pretty good. I liked it. I got the bonus edition, so it had a ribbon bookmark, which always makes me feel special because I am the glob go glob go lab, the schwabble double globble globble schwabble schwab schwab. I'm Bill of schwabble kind. I am the east of thoughts and mind. Schwabble double globble globble schwabble schwab schwab. Schwabble double globble globble schwabble schwab schwab. Incredible. So yeah. Um. And also, I got a little bonus backstory about how Cole killed everyone in his town, including his mother, but not actually. It wasn't really his fault. She got pneumonia from following him out in a storm because his cousin nailed him in a coffin and he didn't come home. So I'm sorry. Can you say that again? She got demonia? <laughs> demonia! <laughs> demonia? I did not say demonia. You absolutely did I say absolutely demonia. Did not. I resent you? that statement. Absolutely did. Anywho, what I'm currently reading is um, House of Salt and Sorrows by Aaron A. Craig. Wait, you have that book? Yes, a doodle. Wait, I'm pretty sure I want to read that. It was the August Owl Craig book. Yes, I want to read it! Because I didn't like anything in the box, which I'm actually fine with that because I didn't really like the box. Um, but uh, I wanted the book, so I got the book from Book Outlet. You have to let so, me read it when I get home. I have it. I'm only like 25 pages. Let me read it. Hey, oh, Jesus. I will let you read it. Good. I'll let you read it. Will you, though? Yeah. Speaking of Owlcrate, I was not impressed with January's Owlcrate. Ooh. No offense. I like the, like, Hobbit pin banner, but I didn't need a new pin banner. And then we got socks, which was okay, because I have the matching Six of Crows socks, so I was fine. And then we got a candle, which I love candles, but it was for a book I haven't read, so. Yeah, but it, it still smells smell good. Yeah, it smells really amazing. Okay. Um, and then we got a little, like, mirror pill case thing, which yeah, was. That sounds dumb. Um, it was okay. It just wasn't my favorite. Natasha, Natasha. 
Your shoulders, your face, your neck, your feet. The air of a Okay. Color. We're going back to... Wait, shut up. We're going back to musical podcast realm. What yes. is with the obsession of shoulders and necks in The Great Comet? Like, I get maybe it's like, oh, a little scandy for the, like, historical period. But you do not need to bring it up every seventh lyric. Stop. We get it. You have a neck kink. That's all we need. Just mention it once or twice. Autoerotic asphyxiation? Clearly. Natalie, 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 I must lick your neck or die. (laughs) Natalie, 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 if you love me, say yes, and I will come and lick your neck. Lick it till I come. Natalie, 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 I want no. You know what I'm going to have to put in the description of this episode? Except to lick your shoulders as well. As I was saying, do you want to answer my question? What? Do you want to know what I'm going to have to put in this, the description of this episode? What? More bad singing. <laughs> I am the one who always does all of the work for this podcast. That bad? It's not bad singing. I have to edit. I have to do the I descriptions. Carry the podcast, okay? I have to do the like announcement posts and like, hey, our episodes are up. Ooh, mine comes look cute in this skirt. <laughs> Let Anatole come kiss them. Actually, he'd prefer your neck. So. Yeah, I treat you really badly. Um, I am the one who takes all the photos of books for Bookstagram. So, um, uh, when the cherry blossoms come. You, I guarantee you, I'm going to be taking so many gorgeous photos. You have, like, two books. Boy, more than two books. I'm going to take a gorgeous-ass photo of my copy of Pan's Labyrinth. I am going to take a gorgeous-ass photo of my my copies of Captive Prince and Prince's Gambit and King's Rising. I need to take pictures of books I've already burn. read, like Vicious and uh, A Darker Shade of Magic. Please stab me in the face. Threads of Power is going to come out, and I'm not okay. <gasps> oh, my God. Wait, Emma. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue is coming out October 6th of this year. That means absolutely nothing to me. It's V.E. Schwab's new book where this girl oh. makes a deal with the devil so that, like, everyone she ever meets forgets her, but then she meets oh, someone who, like, she wants to remember her or something like oh. that. It's going to so, be really like, good. Mario. In the Arcana game. Oh, wow. oh my god, V.E. Schwab is confirmed a Muriel romancer. Oh my god, have you seen what happened in his new chapter? No, I haven't played it. All I know is they go to the masquerade. And I they, haven't either. I think they, they see Lucio. Happen. I think Lucio shows up and looks like a snack. I hope that happens because he, mm, that golden arm, yes the please. Arm decoration? Yeah, the golden arm decoration, hashtag, Yes. Hashtag daddy. Or as Beck would say, hashtag yes daddy. Hashtag yeah daddy. So chapters, tune in next week for chapters 11 through 16. Also probably a lot more disturbing mouth sounds. All right, thanks. A lot more disturbing singing too as well. Yeah. Um, Follow us on Instagram at booksandbiscuits underscore podcast. Follow and like us. Please give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if that is where you listen. And please tune in next week. Bye. Thank you guys so much.